This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotted of the 6 Cup car and the 8 Xfinity car, back in studio, really here. Brett Griffin, spotter for College Racing. My next gig is Richmond, unless TJ pulls another hamstring and I have to go super slow for him. <laughs> Would they pick you though? I don't know, uh, maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> uh, what's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Chandler Smith this weekend, uh, in the very, very super exciting Phoenix Raceway. It Hi, was, Casey. It was riveting. <laughs> hey, guys. Casey Boat here. And once again, William Byron lands himself in victory lane for the second week in a row. So how was Phoenix for you guys? Well, I mean, just to go back on Byron for a second. Um, you know, we talked about this last year, and we've seen somebody do this last year. The, like two of the biggest races of the year come down to that Vegas playoff race because it put locks you in. It's the first round of the last round, or the, the round the, the second last round, I mm-hmm. guess. And then obviously Phoenix, the championship race, and old Bill Byron's gone out and won both of them now. Um, so and been, I mean, you could say circumstances played into it at the end, catching caution and stuff. But he's been really fast at both of them. He dominated the early part of Vegas. He dominated the early part of this one, and then was in position to win at the end. But but these are two important races, and they've come out gunning for both of them. So knowing that they made some changes leading into Phoenix this weekend and this is the championship race, what do you guys think about changes, adjustments, things that they need to do for November? I mean, I, the drivers had their hands full more. They've, they've, the few that I've talked to said that the cars were harder to drive, but we still have the, the aero issue behind cars, and that's, that's the biggest thing. I do like the fact that the cars are a little harder to drive. I mean, I, I'm never against the drivers having to wheel the things. You watch these Xfinity cars go through the corner. They're sideways, catching it and driving it off the corner. Cup cars are just so stuck still. Whenever they wiggle, like, you can see when they get loose into three, it's just that quick little twitch, and then your rest of your corner is done too. But, like, the Xfinity cars actually, like, drive it sideways off the exit of the corner. When you're watching these in-car cameras, the more the driver's hands are moving, the harder the cars are to drive. I'm telling you right now. The driver's hands ain't moving much, so I don't think they're. Yeah, well, I these don't cars think, are a fine line, I think, though. I don't think they're quote that hard to drive. I think there's an edge, and you can't really feel that edge, and then all of a sudden you're wrecking. There is the the area where you can drive the car like that and have all the hand movement is very. It's a much smaller window in the cup car, because if you as soon as you cross that line in the cup car, it's snapping. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like on TV, which is obviously where I was watching from this weekend versus being on the roof with you guys. Um, and it, it, man, it's frustrating uh, as as a fan to know that that's where we're going for championship weekend when we have all of these amazing racetracks around the country that put on better racing than Phoenix. Jamie McMurray sat on this show last year and he said, "When is the last time Phoenix put on a good race?" I believe he said 1989. I think he did say 1989. <laughs> that's a long time ago. I was seven. Seven. I was uh, breakdancing to Bobby Brown, I think, in 1989. New edition. Listen, I mean, I, then we'll, we'll talk more about the package later, but it's just like it does not matter what package you bring to Phoenix. Like, like to, to Jamie's point, 550, this package, any package is never put on a – I don't ever remember going, wow, that was a phenomenal race at Phoenix. Like, when was the last time that ever happened? I don't you know? know. The weird thing is, as, as a participant in the sport, 
I always enjoyed watching qualifying at Phoenix. It was always kind of exciting to hear the on and off throttle, to watch them cut that dog leg after they did the reconfiguration. But, man, for whatever reason, when you drop the green, they're five wide coming out of turn three. And the next thing you know, it's single file and it's over. I mean that's how that's how that's all it was yesterday. I mean I don't know you ran I see I feel like you ran fourth to sixth or seventh all race great, long. Great race for you yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we about ninety eight percent of it. Yeah, we had they're in. <laughs> we had an issue you there. Say, uh, just we, shift. We, we, he couldn't get it in gear. Like something was messed up, yeah. and I saw him coming. I figured he missed a shift or something broke because he. I like, thought we, we were splitting. We were splitting him. Like he was. I don't know where you restarted, but we were about twentieth, and we went around you, and it was just like yeah, was a, no, you I were know. definitely having an issue. It was, oh, it was yeah. clear. Yeah. Uh, but like that's how the race was yesterday. Like it's just wherever you gained it. We started nineteenth. We gained a couple spots on pit road, maybe one or two on a restart. We got up to eleventh. We could run eleventh. We could run twelve. Wherever we kind of shook out in line, that's where you ran. And then we had a uh, issue on pit road. We went back to about twenty third or twenty first. And guess where we ran the next two two runs? So nineteenth to twenty first until we got you know we got a lucky caution at the end there to catch wave around, get tires, and and have a good restart to get fourteenth. But if it just wherever you shook out after the restart, that's where you were going to run maybe plus or minus one position. There was just no passing it. Crazy late race caution to bring out the yellow when Harrison Burton spun out, wrecked, blew a tire. It looked that like it sounded like he blew a tire. That's the tire what, blew after he spun. Yeah, I mean they all, they all blew after he spun. They, yeah, they think. I heard Tyler telling somebody that they thought they cut a tire is what what caused him to spin, and then obviously all it looked blew. like the way the wreck played out of what you could see on TV that it was due to a tire. But why was he three laps down to begin with? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I know there just were was like there just, were some comments on Twitter around whether that caution was thrown like way too early, meaning let, whether there was debris or not, they were going to call um, a caution because of the race. I get guys? it. You want to you want to, and I talked about this last week. It's usually directly related to your DraftKings lineup or who you mm-hmm. bet on that day, but. That's a caution. The guy is sideways, mm-hmm. spinning across the racetrack, and blowing tires out. That's a caution. He drives away and he throws debris everywhere on top of it. It would have been a caution at lap forty. Yeah, it's it's a caution. So, it's I get a caution it. Every it's race altering, but yeah. it's a caution. And we complained about last week. Almirola was a caution. You know, like it's just like I get he it. He didn't have it's easy. There was stuff all over the racetrack. Yeah, so there's, that, like, I know there's low hanging fruit there with NASCAR, and we try to we 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 try to call it out when we see it. But the last two weeks. We're not an issue. Those so are two legit cautions. It's safe to say I know last year we talked a lot about consistency with NASCAR's calls and wanting to make sure that you know that there's going to be a caution coming like right at that moment. Well, do you all agree that NASCAR has done a much better job the last few races of you know that there will be a caution if there is an accident like that? Yeah. I mean, it's a smaller sample size, obviously, but the, the last two weeks when they saw a guy sideways sliding across the racetrack with smoke coming off his tires, they immediately threw the caution. There was no waiting to see what happened. I seen some some people saying like, well, he gathered it up and kept going. Like, well, you don't have t- like if you're either throwing the yellow or you're not like that's a caution or it's not. It does not matter the situation of the race. It doesn't matter who's got what lead or, you know, I heard some people talking, well, they, you know, they ruined a good story for Harvick to win. Well, they're not. They shouldn't be concerned about the storyline that day. It's either that's not an entertainment flag. That's a caution flag. And this guy's spinning across the racetrack, throwing it out there. Throw the yellow, like throw it immediately like they have the last two weeks, and hopefully they stay consistent with it. I still think there's some circumstances to it, you know, whether, okay, so, you know, you go to a plate race, you got a guy that's way behind the pack. We, there's a great race for the lead. He, we take the white flag. They're in the middle of the back stretch. He just goes onto the flat on the front stretch and spins himself out and doesn't even hit anything and keeps on going because, say, that's, you know, teammates leading. So, you know, they, like, there's times where if a guy's by himself, like, 
But at a track like Phoenix or a mile and a half or in sideways, just throw the caution if it's the guy's wrecking. You don't yeah. know where he's going to end up. Who was uh, who was calling a race yesterday? I don't even remember. Tim? Yeah. 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 So if I'm Tim Berman, I want the authority to call a caution if I think it warrants a caution. I don't want to have to take the time to get the committee to vote. I'm, and when I see something like what Harrison did yesterday, I'm pressing the button every single time. Yeah. And and – all right. And if I don't have that authority, guess what? I'm not going to do that job. Yeah. Well, here's the here's uh, okay. I'm gonna. This is probably not gonna make anybody happy over do I there. Need but to take my headset yeah, off. Yeah, you or? probably need to leave. Um, I'm gonna. It, it, you want the good news or the bad news first? Bad Neither. news. Neither. Bad news first. I don't understand why we have four people doing one job. Okay. What's well, good news? Uh, you know. Well, the good news is Steve Phelps was on the roof again yesterday. Come by, shook everybody's hand. I think that's always a great gesture. I heard a lot of guys when he left talk about how cool it is that he does that. But just to get back on, you know, we had, um, and I hate this because he's a good friend of mine, uh, Jesse Little called the race on Saturday. And you could tell that he is inexperienced at doing that job. Right. You know, there's a lot of, I felt like there was extra caution laps when we didn't need to have caution laps because, and it's, it's listen, I don't, it's I don't not think an that's e- on him. It's not an easy job. I don't think that's on him. But though. I think it is on him. And I think it's because he, it's, 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 then why we have so many yesterday? It's the confidence. I love when these two argue with each it's other. It's the confidence <laughs> of can I open pit road at this point? No, I sh- I'm, they're too far across the racetrack. Or can we go to one to go here? Nope, they're too far down the back stretch. You know, and it, and I'm sure he's getting help. We heard it last week on the radio when uh, I think it was Tiffany was doing it. Like you could literally hear the people in the background telling her what telling to say. her what to say. That, that, that know, annoys the. Uh, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I feel like these people are more than capable of doing their job. And this job, to me, should be a kind of a sink or swim position. Like, if I, I could never spot if Brett's standing over my shoulder going, tell him inside. Tell him to this guy's five back. You know, like, this is either get out there and do the job or you're not ready. And I, I don't know why we use our second highest series as a training ground. It, it's really not fair to the competitors of the Xfinity series if – like like when we were when I first started doing this ten years ago twelve years ago whatever it was David Hoots did every race every single race we did then like towards the end of his career Berman was doing some of the Xfinity races but we have two guys up there that are really really good at their jobs between Tim Berman and Jason Hamilton that have been you know doing this for many years now and I don't understand why we bring in inexperienced people to throw in there once in a while and this is not a knock on Jesse or Tiffany I just don't understand why we have four people doing the same job like what what are what's what i mean if that if tim and juzan are moving up to a different position then by all means congratulations to them and then you need backups but like i i don't know i don't i don't get it i don't think that's on i noticed yesterday too we had extra laps yeah and they, they've been doing that lately with the clean the racetrack up for an well, extra I'll tell you, i'm gonna tell you what the extra laps were for. i know on I, the front end yeah. it's they're waiting on television yes television goes to commercial that's and i didn't exactly always know this it. as a spotter television goes to commercial it takes a couple minutes when that's over with and they come back hot, that's when they let y'all pit. Yeah, it's at just, the end of those stage breaks. It that's was one hundred percent. It It was noticeable last week and it was noticeable this week. But it's been like the thing that gets me is it's been the same forever. We've known this stage breaks. It's two lap. You know, for usually yellow flag, it would be pick up the pace car first time around. Pit road would be open. It's that, a, it's been a little bit more now. It, yeah, it, it has because they're waiting. But then I felt like Saturday was was more than normal you know what i mean like i, I felt like it's a shorter track though too though. <laughs> i mean i feel like we talked about this on saturday <laughs> i mean I, I was sitting over there like have you met tj he, he's getting ready to contradict himself any second <laughs> i mean I, i'm sitting there thinking the same thing we all are whenever you're just 
all right, it's going to, you're, you're telling your driver, hey, it's because you're reiterating it's not open yet because. Because yeah. you're expecting it. At to some be point, open. one time this year, somebody's coming down pit road and they don't mean to. Yeah. I mean, we had one time where half the field chose because they thought we were coming to one to go. Well, that's because the flagman had the flag yeah. rolled up. <laughs> I mean, but the same thing, like we, we get used to the same cadence. Pit road's closed. When pit road's closed, yeah. that means we're coming that to means choose. We're choosing, yeah. Not this, not Saturday. Pit road's closed for what, two or three laps? I wish we. So you go uh, to yeah, an. You're probably a commercial. You go to an NFL game. You, there, they, there's usually a clock counting down to when you're back live. Like, I wish there was some sort of a countdown deal. Dude, they wouldn't even give us a clock when we had a clock for qualifying. <laughs> we, couldn't, I, we legitimately could not see the qualifying clock. It'd be nice to know, though, yeah. like, hey, you know, I, we got a minute just, 34, we're back live. I feel like, and I've, I feel like I've beat this horse to death on this show before. Well, don't stop now. Like, <laughs> like, I don't understand why we have Our different horse. people doing different, the same, like, why is the flagman not the flagman every week? You know, because that's that was a problem we ran into yesterday. Here's or a comparison: Saturday. Would Bubba Wallace want a different spotter every three weeks? No, like <laughs> what? Like the flagman, we ran into an issue on Saturday because the flagman was rolling the the one that looked like he was giving one to go. Oh, I was instead of like waving hell. the flag. You know, <laughs> I was counting like crazy. You know, you got. Were to, you? you? No, I wasn't because I just I never heard him say one to go, so I I didn't even look at the flagman because I keep looking every time you look at that flagman, he throws you off because that what's yeah. that one guy? I, I don't even know who it is rolls the flag up every time we come by so you think you're coming to one to go and then you know what i just that you know did you hang out with joel a bunch this weekend because no, you I sure didn't. do have a attitude no i'm good i'm like i just don't understand he's, he's, he's upset I'm, like we, we have we talked about this in our meeting in the beginning of the year we have different spotter officials a lot like oh, i fussed like, about that you know what why does that like why do we not have which it's been better lately i feel like it's been Sako and kyle for majority of the year yeah but we had an issue last year in the truck race because it was an inexperienced guy up there that wasn't calling in a restart order. It wasn't that big of a race, though. It, it was only the championship for the truck series. I mean, it's not that big a deal. But it's just like we – I don't understand, and I get it. Like, you want to have variety. You want to have people that can fill in if somebody's going to be out. But, like, I don't understand why If we, you have capable people on the property, put your most capable person up there and leave them there. Yes, Well, exactly. then how do you expect somebody like Jesse Little to learn then? There's ARCA, Who's, there's KNN, there's uh, Hickory Motor Speed. Speedway, there's tons of opportunities. Yeah. There's thousands of races run a month yeah. all over the country. S- you know, Pick sp- one. spend more time. You know, I mean, I Jesse started there towards the end of last year. Maybe Darlington. I think I remember the first time I see him being up there. And you know, so now he's what three or four months into training. You know, like he he trained. The tail end of last year, probably through the playoffs. Obviously, and then, a very experienced yeah, racer. And t- Legacy. Listen, Chad Little's his dad drove the John Deere car back in the day. Is is a big dog now with NASCAR. I mean, yeah. he's NASCAR brass. I feel like it's not like he's not a racer. And he's. I feel like I, mean, I feel like he's doing was, a pretty good yeah, job to start been, with. I think he he's is. learning pretty quick. And, and my point, I think my point is, if if let you're him do gonna, his job. yes, let him do his job. Like if if you're gonna have these people up there. This is this is sink or swim. Like here you go. Obviously they'd be there for support, but you can hear you can literally hear these people telling them what to say over the radio. Like that's not letting them do their job. Just kind of if listen, if they're trained and they're ready, they should be in position to be able they, to handle it. If they are just gonna if you're if they're gonna let them do their job, then they have to deal with you guys complaining if they make a mistake and saying that they're so new. Yes, because if they're not ready, they shouldn't be there. That's my point. So you should have told Chandler to, how to do his job in turn three well, there. I don't know why you hit the brake so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so. Y'all wreck each other a lot. Have y'all noticed that? No, no. I just wreck him a hey, lot. It's usually, the, it's usually him wrecking me. Hey, you know me. what the best part about a Phoenix is, right? What? We stand right, next to, each, no, we stand right next to each other. <laughs> oh, good. I look over at Freddie and was like, yep, that's on me. <laughs> oh. Right. 
you know, watching this race from home, what did you think not being there this weekend? What did you think of the broadcast? What did you think of overall the race? Um, I thought the product was a little bit better than, than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, obviously, lap times were considerably slower, it looked like, with this package. And, and, and we have screamed for years on here, we want more horsepower. We know that's not going to happen at this point. Denny had some ideas about the tires on how you make them slip and slide. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you ever really go to Phoenix and put on a great side-by-side battle to the end race. you know. And, and I think fans say – I saw a fan yesterday. It should be hard to pass. These are the best drivers in the world. Okay, I'll give you that, but we should be able to have more of an opportunity to get position to make a pass, and I think that's where the struggle is at this particular configuration uh, of racing. But again, I mean, I saw five wide racing yesterday. I saw four wide racing. The restarts are absolutely insane. The way the strategy played out at the end, some people made the right choice. Some people made the wrong choice. They had crazy restarts after that to come back to see who was going to win the race. So if you're a race fan, I don't know what more you really want out of that place because it ain't going to give you more than what it gave you yesterday in a cup car probably ever. No, it's no, it's just that's the way it is. There. I thought Denny's yeah. comments on the tires are pretty interesting, though. I mean, me too. I didn't, I didn't think of that. More the more the drivers have their hands full, the more they're going to be. I mean, give me off throttle time. Oh, they got to be able to roll. Like, give, give me off throttle time. Why are you off throttle? Because you can't get in. Give, it, I mean, you you're, you're loose or you're tight or whatever. You give me off spin throttle, out. Give me off throttle time, and that creates the opportunity to pass. If we're all busting around there and using 96% throttle throughout the course of a lap, we're not going to see passing. It's just the way it is. But they got what they wanted out of this car last year, all those different winners. You know, personally, I appreciate years where a guy can win seven to ten races, and, and that tells me two things. A, the driver's on his game. B, the cars are being, the, being, uh, the cars are being built are very fast, but it takes us back to this car. And, and I was sitting there with my stepdad yesterday, Roy. We are watching a race, and a car pounded the wall. I'm telling you just – Pounded the out of it, and I was like, "Well, Gramps, back in the day, that thin sheet metal on that car that was handmade by a fabricator would have been killed, and this car would have probably been going to pit road for sure. Not this car, not with this body. You can break things on the car when you hit the wall that hard, but that body, that's a tough one, and it's a one-piece body. So, um, I don't know. There's just a lot going on. Obviously, we're early in the season, a lot of racing left to play out, and yeah, I, I thought it was as good as it's ever gonna be, Casey. To answer your question, speaking of car parts uh see i don't know if you saw the news hendrick got their louvers taken away i did see that on uh friday or they, i think they let him practice on friday right and then they took him away for qualifying um so this would be interesting i don't, I don't to think see. it slowed them down it did not seem Jeez. to really affect them much um but listen tj's first-hand knowledge of this if you technically modify one of these single source parts what was it 100 100 points 50,000, something like... It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot last year, so it'll be interesting to see if that same penalty gets levied tomorrow. Um, It seems to me like sometimes Hendrick can skate by sometimes <laughs> for some reason. But. Uh, Jeff Gordon, 13th kind of playoff. <laughs> well, that comes to mind, um, among other things. You know, track attack. And there's a lot of different things you could talk about. Um, Garage 56, what was that? Yeah, um, but... It'll be interesting, and it like it's like they confiscate him for a reason. So you know, they're only the only other side of the argument is last year the the Penske supposedly there was a issue. NASCAR knew there was an issue with the production of these louvers, and told the teams, "Listen, we're working on it, but don't mess with them." You know, and I guess they felt like Hendrick messed with them because um, they took him. And 
But you know, we saw they, last. They may year, apologize and give him back. We saw last. Well, now we saw last year when Penske and <laughs> Roush messed with the wheels. They, they originally got you know in trouble, yeah. and then yeah. NASCAR said, you know, you you know what, you guys you are can right. Modify your you wheels. can modify your wheels. So Still got a penalty. St- did, did you get a penalty for that? Yeah. No, I didn't think you got a. I thought that was. No, we still got a penalty for that. Oh, I, I, what <laughs> they was still the penalty? Just Cheater! I forget. I don't think you got a penalty no, for that. I'm pretty I, sure we did. I'm pretty sure you got a, the the obviously the quarter panel one, but I don't think there was a penalty. I think they. No, there was. There, I'm pretty sure there was. I don't remember that. But I remember the next week we all were told to do it. So if they gave you a penalty <laughs> for it, then that was that's ridiculous. the bad part about it. So <laughs> you were cheating, and then they let everybody cheat. Obviously, pending you know the feedback on potential penalties looking at William Byron and Chevy overall and his trend, their trends. Do you think that William at least is a championship contender if he's in the final four? I don't think so. He's only won two out of four races and already got 10 playoff points. (laughs) Maybe unless he loses. I think he definitely is. I mean, the Chevrolets as a whole are just so much faster than everybody else right now. I mean, I thought Brad did a great job yesterday. Obviously Kevin got up there, arguably his best racetrack and a super talented hall of fame guy. He was going to win. He was going to win. He ran the five. Uh, but but in general, him. those Chevys, especially Hendrick, they're flying. Four for four. Four for four. This is the first time since 2001 that Chevy's won the first four races wow. of the season. And, and, and it parody. Go, and it goes yeah. back to, you know, this is these guys, you know, last year we had a lot of parody because these guys were looking for cars in the beginning of the year. They were trying to get cars. Now, they had a, now they've had a year to work with these cars. They've had cars in the shop all off season, you know, coming back and forth with the rear clips on. But, you know, you've had cars there to work on and fine tune. And now you're starting to see, we talked about it last week when you guys were taking a break, uh, you know, this is the cream starting to rise to the top. And it's been the same guys every week. Bell and Byron, I'm not sorry, Larson and Byron have dominated the last two races. I mean, Bell's been up there too, but. No, yeah, he's just top five. I mean, them two are dominating. Selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right let's head into spot on spot off spot on spot off spot off spot on (laughs) yeah spot on it was super fun yesterday to ride around there and i am spot off damn where'd he come from Freddie, since you are on top of your game today, spot on, spot off. I'm out of notes, by the way, so this is it. I'm done. 
Thankfully, we are at the final topic because I don't already golden know goosies. that we can handle it much more. I thought it was a good race. I don't think a lot of people agreed with you. This is what I, I told you we should skip spot off, spot off. I absolutely told you we should skip it. Straight to DBC picks. We should just go and, Let's start one idiot right now. Yeah, let's just. I mean, what an idiot could probably be a, a 30 minute segment right now. First topic, Ryan Blaney says it's hard to tell if this new short track package is better after Phoenix hosted the first race with the new rules. Freddie. Uh, yeah, spot on for Ryan. It's it's. I don't like to, like we talked about, I don't want to judge this package based on a track that's never really had a, a good race at it, you know, or, you know, the no matter what package we bring there is not a good race. So we got to see this somewhere else, whether it's Martinsville or Richmond, and to get a better feel, I think. But what I saw yesterday wasn't, and and to to TJ's point earlier, but you know we were we were free all day yesterday. We were kind of on edge and had to be guarded. And I think there's a lot of guys like that. Um, but at the same time, you didn't see anybody wrecking. You didn't see anybody out of control. You know, so it, it's hard to say that they were so on edge that you know it made a huge difference. But it, it is what it is for Phoenix, and I'll be interested to see what happens at Richmond. How many guys missed turn three yesterday? Like I would shoot up the hill. None, no, not that I saw. I mean, there was a couple guys doing it on purpose. I mean, there was guys that would miss the corner, but the correction is like half a car length and no momentum. You're not like you're not missing the corner, going all the way to the wall. Bare. I didn't see anybody get all the. You know how you normally see some guys. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm asking yeah, no, about. No, no, not there. I mean, to me, man, that tells me this car still ain't hard enough to drive. Um, the fact that Ryan Blaney said it's hard to tell if this is going to be better isn't enough. Scares me. Because he knows, and if he had something positive to say about it, I feel like he would have said it. Surely in his mind, he's able to predict what this is going to do at some of these other tracks. He's a professional Cup Series driver. So if it's hard for him to tell, who the hell is going to tell? I'm spot off for this statement because I don't think he's being honest. I think he's, I think he's bullshit. I think he knows, and he was scared to say it. think he was acting like TJ? Right. <laughs> Brett kind of stole my – I was kind of spot off on it too because if he's not sure, it's not enough in my opinion. Like, you know, if he's just not sure, it's just there's not enough of a change. They need to come out of there being like – I mean, if TJ – I think what Brett's saying is he is sure, but he's not saying it. I think if TJ made a significant change on his iRacing rig, he would tell you if it was better or worse. And we have a Cup Series driver saying, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. You know what I found out last night? No. John, John's upset with you. John Craft? My brother. He said he pushed you all the way to lead the other night and you bailed on him you. as soon as you could. Are you surprised? <laughs> We're talking about what, TJ. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Damn. I am there for him to win. <laughs> Sorry, Johnson. <laughs> oh, spot on, spot off. Kevin Harvick said, I'd rather be on offense after he took four tires on the last pit stop of the day, losing the lead in the race to William Byron, who only took two tires. Brett. Uh, spot off for Why? what he said. You lost the you lost the race. You had an opportunity to win to lock yourself into the playoff at your best track, and you had a three second lead. You had a three second lead with with under fifteen laps to go. Obviously, the caution comes out. They can't change that. Now you have to make the right call. And the reality is you're probably going to have another caution because somebody's going to make a move and somebody's going to be aggressive. Somebody's not going to lift. So you're really only looking to have to run five or six green flag laps potentially. And if you get buried back in traffic, I'm surprised that somebody didn't just stay out. 
And I realize you say, well, they have been on old tires, but you may not have to run many laps. Yeah. And if I'm the last car on the lead lap, what do I care? What am I going to lose? I'd have to look back and see where he shook out. But the guy that I thought potentially might have stayed out and didn't was Eric Jones because he ran so long on, that you know, he stayed time. out forever on yeah. that last run and had Deep way less tires, tires yeah. of anybody. But he may have had to wait yeah, there. He was the, I can't he remember. He's a lap down because yeah, he lost the lead. You don't pit, don't I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Harvick props for saying the right thing, but the reality is they did the wrong thing. Could he – Right? Would yes. he have known that everybody else was taking two tires before they made that call? You can assume. I would have assumed if I were leading <laughs> the race that somebody in the very, very back is going to stay out and somebody mid-pack or multiple people eighth on back would get two tires. I, and then he comes out seventh, and then he's buried. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously Monday morning quarterback. This, yeah, it's what we call uh, couch racer. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're I doing. Mean, so, you know, the, it's – you, you have to assume if you're not in the front two rows on that last restart with three or four to go, your chances of winning are really, really slim. Um, you know, Reddick was the first one that got to the front on tires, and he was – you're just boxed in. You can't go anywhere. You know, Reddick was coming down a backstretch and basically decided the race. Whoever he was going to push off of turn two was going to win the race. He pushed Byron out front, but then he could never get clear to make a move on Byron – um and Kevin was behind him and I don't think Kevin really went anywhere. I mean he sure wasn't Blaney. Uh, who no Reddick Reddick Blaney was on the bottom trying to pass Byron. Reddick Reddick had the Reddick was the fastest car at the end but couldn't oh, go anywhere. Yeah, 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 no, but he okay. pushed he pushed yeah. Byron past Blaney. But you know it's just the, the tire the four tires was a little bit better but it wasn't good enough to we saw all day you couldn't pass. So, so guess what guess what happens when we go back in this same scenario for championship weekend? Everybody gets two tires. Yeah. Or Why would you get four? You just saw pit. you get screwed. Yeah. Like, I, I just, you know, and listen, I think Rodney is top two, three crew Absolutely. chief in the garage. You Absolutely. know, and it's, and if, if, especially if you're thinking, you know, you want to play offense instead of defense, that's your call, I guess. But if, if you, you I feel like if you, your car was the best car, obviously, on a long run, and there's no guarantees he would have won. The five come out with the best car, I think, all day, and especially on short runs, came out on two tires and lost the race, probably because of his lane choice, but that's another topic. But, you know, so there's no guarantees if he puts two tires on, comes no. out with a lead, he's going to win. But at least you're still on the front row where you would hope to still be on the front row, and I think that's your best shot versus restarting sixth or seventh, wherever he was, on four tires. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of – I'm spot on because I've been in – I would rather play offense with two, but you can't play offense if you're boxed in that far. And you don't you don't know how many – if only if only two get two tires, he probably – he could possibly win the race then. But you just don't know when you're coming down pit road. I mean, if you have the fastest car at that point in the race, that's what – I mean, I'm probably – I'm probably going to take four because you figure only a couple are probably going to – that tells me there needs to be more – tire follow yeah in the race there needs to be more um penalty for doing that like eric jones ran a long time um and the, there was some fall off but to, i'd still like to see a little bit more than what there was like i would rather play offense you just don't want to play offense when you come out you know seventh or eighth in line and there's a green white checker that's not going to work out well yeah Moving on to the Xfinity Series race. I can't wait. Three of the four <laughs> Junior Motorsports drivers finished outside of the top 10 after Sam Mayer, Spun Josh Berry, and Brandon Jones got into Justin Allgaier. I can't believe somebody spun you out. Oh, That's not TJ, Lord. spot on, spot off. Well, let's first start with Freddie. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there. Uh, I mean, spot off because there's just a lot of things that are happening that shouldn't be happening still. I don't know. 
You know that what? talk you guys had after Daytona sure is working well. I don't know what you're talking about. Have you I gotten, didn't do have any, you gotten any meetings? I mean, have you gotten? I haven't been in any meetings. <laughs> just my team meetings. With our, your I commitment's mean, pretty low this year. You used to go to all the meetings. No, not. I haven't been to meetings like that. I've been to the team <laughs> meetings. I'm not going. I don't want to go to the other ones. I'm sure they're a lot. I'm sure they're pretty entertaining. It seems like my car is always the one getting hosed. I don't know what the problem is here. <laughs> I mean, geez. Um, we had them all whipped at Daytona, and somehow we. I mean, that was, I don't know how. I mean, I do know how, but then we go to Phoenix here, and we're just eight laps to go in the stage, going to get some stage. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just. You don't know. I mean, have you heard, have you heard anything that. It's just stuff that doesn't need to happen. Have you heard of anything that the teams are doing <laughs> to kind of help with the overall morale, I guess? That, at some at some point somebody's got to sit these guys down. Like it's just at some point somebody's throwing hands. <laughs> yeah, <it's> something. <laughs> I don't know who I, who I want to fight first. Honestly, they're throwing bumpers good. <laughs> Look, I'm spot on for this, man. As oh, you a, love it, I do love it. As, as a, a guy that's watching racing, I mean, I watched Colleg Racing wreck each other on the last lap too. I mean, you got Kyle Busch and Chandler Smith wrecking each other, literally coming to the checker, cost both themselves a position. Uh, Freddie, I would love to hear your take on that particular incident. But look, this they're not teammates. They're, they're teams within an organization, right? They're not teammates. If we're teammates, we're on the same side trying to do the same thing. That's not the case. These guys are on their own team for their own sponsors and their own crew chief and their own legacy. And they're getting all they can get, and it just so happens the guy they're screwing is in the same organization as them. The Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins have never been teammates. That they don't exist anymore. Even if the same guy owned both teams, they wouldn't be teammates. This isn't a football podcast, Brad. I know. You guys get mad. Some of these listeners get mad. But I think as a fan, it shows you how hard they're trying versus, look, if this were F1, would this be happening over and over and over? Hell no. We know why. Because they have, quote, team orders because these owners look at it differently. Our guys are able to go out there and get after it. Fans win in this situation. Freddie, what happened to your wreck? Uh, you know, I really don't know. I'll tell you what happened there. <laughs> uh, yeah. First of all, we drove well, all the best. Was this to be your second wreck or third wreck? Yeah, you got to <laughs> clarify that. Um, listen, I I really I was kind of shocked. I really don't know because I remember we talked about here like getting caught off guard. Uh, I didn't really. We, we had ran the 10 down. We passed him. Uh, the 10 is Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is in the 10. Chandler's in the 16, obviously. We ran him down. We passed him. Well, we got a position on him off of two. Went in three and four, passed him. He tried to cross us over, drove straight into our back bumper, almost turned Chandler head on into the wall at that point. And then they raced each other down the back stretch, and I still thought we had position. Like, if you could get through one and two pretty smooth up top, you were going to have a better run off of two and get him. Now, I still haven't seen a good enough replay of it. I saw one quick on the on the big screen at the track when I was trying to get off the roof. Um Chandler might have held him a little bit tight. Kyle looked like he kind of sent her in there. And I don't know if Chandler was expecting Kyle to be on the bottom, you know, try to hook the You're bottom about there. talking about turn one? Turn one, yeah. Yeah. Chandler chased him down. Yeah. Like I, like I couldn't tell. I still I honestly have no he idea. He didn't run the top. He chased yeah. him in his door on and purpose. Ch and Chandler, Chandler did run a kind of a different line in over there. He wasn't entering high. He would run in on the middle and then run him to the top. But, you know, I if, if, he, if he held him down, we shouldn't have done that. Kyle, you know, I just don't understand, like, we were just past you. We're coming back to the checker. I guess, you know, you're trying to get the best, but like Chandler's a full-time team over there. Kyle's in a, in a well, I don't know if he's going to run three or four races over there. Um, so I don't know why we were racing each other that hard coming to the checker for third place, but we did. And we cost ourselves Race everything you can get. Yeah. I, you know, I guess. So uh, do you think Kyle should have held back? 
Uh, I don't think anybody should hold back. I just don't know that we needed to race each other as hard as we did. You know, Get off no, his door. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I'm saying each other. I'm not saying Chandler's, in the, I have not seen it, so I so, can't tell so you whether. So similar to. I can tell you right now, I'm not going to be Team Chandler right if, now. If this, if this was <laughs> no not kidding. Kyle Busch, here's some insight. If this was not Kyle Busch, and this were Daniel Hemrick and Chandler Smith, what do you think Chris Rice does immediately after that race? Probably choose, well, you choose both their asses out for sure. Okay, all right, now it's not them, it's Kyle Bush and Chandler Smith. What do you think Chris Rice does after that? Choose race? Chandler Smith's ass. You think so? I would bet. I haven't, I've done I don't know. I mean, I don't know for a fact one way or the other. Kyle's not you, going for a championship. I don't know that you can get in the business of chewing Kyle Bush's ass. Yeah, exactly right. I don't think that's a good business to uh, be in. I, also, I don't know I what mean, happened. I, have I don't want to Chandler. be the owner of that business. I haven't talked to Chandler or Chris. I since think then. this is a, it's a compliment to Chandler though, because you're racing with Kyle. You know, your race was arguably you one of the. This is the second week in a row Chandler's outrun Kyle in the same. But stuff. that's like, but that he's gaining the knowledge that he needs to learn here. But he's not like the replay I saw. He just went down there in Kyle's door and Kyle. And Chandler, and listen, I'm uh, Chandler has that habit right now, and that's something we've been. He working probably didn't on. even need to do that. No, he didn't, and and that's kind of what I just I kind of stressed that down the back or I guess it's the front stretch. Nobody's going to follow like, him into the corner. I, the I said, lap. just get a good run off of two here. You're yeah. going to be fine. And if he went down there and ch- chased him around, then that was a mistake on Chandler's part. Because, um, like you said, if he just rips the top, we had already run him down I, and passed I can him. Tell you I'm this, Kyle Bush right isn't going to follow him to that corner. For the replay that I saw was Chandler on his door tight, yes. Kyle Bush's job is to know that. Kyle Bush lost it and washed up into Chandler. Is what I saw in the replay. Well, he lost it because he didn't have any side force. Well, but you knew that. You knew that guy was what was on your door. So to me, it's one of those deals where it's a racing deal, and they were both literally trying to get all they can get, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah. And they didn't wreck each other. Yeah, they cost each other a couple spots. They were running what for third, right? That was for third. I, I think we think finished you, fifth. He was ninth. You make your own luck. Chandler's kind of in control at that at that spot because he's in. He's in. He's the also a rookie. Tell, can you tell? Chandler spun TJ's guy out. He's week. also a rookie, and you guys <laughs> race like that in the truck series. That's where he came from. That's where I mean, he definitely learned that in the truck series. They, 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 truck series races like idiots. There's yeah. no way I could race in that series. That's I'd just, kill somebody. That's some of the stuff I've we've talked to Chandler about. Like, How good is Chandler Smith, it. honestly? How surprised are you? I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised at how talented he is. And on top of talent, extraordinary feedback. Really works really good with Bruce, crew chief. Um and and surprises me like you know at that part points in that race i thought we were a top 10 car and then at some points i'm like you know holy shit, we're gonna run third right here or fourth you know because he had really good restarts super aggressive but clean on restarts you know he's just doing an incredible job right now and he just needs to keep it up and there's like we've talked about i've talked about with him i've talked about with the team like we have a couple little things we got to clean up and that's one of them it's like get rid of that truck truck series mentality if i got to you know Truck series is all air racing. Like it's just get on the guy's door, That's why it's good stall at him out. Though, yeah, you got to dig. And yeah, you and get. so you know if if we can get off of that truck series a little bit and and just get to racing and worrying about what we got to do, I think he's going to be in really good shape. Yeah, he'll this be year. great at the road courses. He's great at driving deep into the corners. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that one coming too. Like. Like, I, I did. Yeah. Uh, Kyle was. It was. It Kyle was one of those ones where you see the guy in front of you slow down. You know, and the guy behind you hasn't slowed down. And I, I'm literally telling Josh. I, I swear, I said hold the brake before you even got hit because you just knew it was going <laughs> to happen. It was one of them deals. It's in the three too, so it's driving right at us. Yeah. And, and Kyle was on our bumper, and it was like he was maybe more worried about Kyle driving and hitting him, and he kind of overdrove the entry. And I'm like, oh shit, and. 
Boom, wow. right in the back of the eight, turned him right around. I was like, oh, that wasn't even a close. Well, <laughs> shout right. out. You weren't the only one. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Josh Berry, though. He might not have finished very strong. Were we the highest finishing JRM car still? Probably. If you were the eighth or something. Hey, shout out to Sammy Smith, by the way. Uh, kid did an unbelievable job. Obviously, those cars are super fast, and, and he's capitalizing on a great opportunity right now. That car seems to always, the 18 at Phoenix seems to always be. It's, uh, shout out to Ryan Truex too. Like middle of the race, I'm like this. This guy's struggling. Like he was, he was, you know, twelfth to fifteenth ish, and I'm like, you can't run there in that car. And then at Did the end of the race, he was tire- hauling ass. No, I don't know how he. Like they didn't give him tires, but I don't know where he came sure? from either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And how do you drive from the I, back to the front? I with don't no know. Tires? Like it just maybe cold tires compared to the rest of us. Because you sure they didn't give him I'm tires? Hundred percent. Sure. I'm pretty sure. They I don't know. Give, how could they give him tires? They don't give anybody else tires. I mean, if. They don't, you know, if you don't get, get tires for spinning out. Yeah, listen, I'm just car? asking. What? Was it a Hendrick car? <laughs> but no, uh, so Truex was hauling ass at the end, got back up to second. And I thought for a second there he was going to have a shot at Sammy, but good job by those two. And shout out to Josh Berry for getting a top 10 on, in the Cup Series. Really cool to I see I worked him. way harder that race than I wanted to. <laughs> Freddie, jerk. So. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sorry about that. Oh, final topic. NASCAR adds the choose cone to road course races starting at Coda in a few weeks. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. You're shaking your head. Spot off. I don't, why are we doing this? Like, I get it at ovals. I know why we do it at ovals. But what road course do we go to where there's a preferred line, like a dominant line? Sonoma. Sonoma. Okay. The left side. The left side. So you're going to give up. So you're going to choose, you're going to both go the right side? I might give up a road to be on the left. You're so full of I thought, you, I'm telling you right what, now. You're, so you're gonna go. You're gonna restart. Don't, don't beep that <laughs> out. Let that <laughs> fly. Please, I'll take okay. responsibility. Well, you just for added it. three more. So, <laughs> so you're gonna. So we come to the choose line. You're running second. The the leader. Oh, uh, no, you take the front row if you're a leader. Oh no, <laughs> like you didn't say that. <laughs> Are you planning on saying. being the leader? That's there? what I'm saying. Not not being a leader. But you're gonna start giving up rows mid pack. You're not gonna give you up rows. Want to make it more than five laps? Will you worry about choosing, Freddie? Five laps. I, I, okay, whatever. How many laps you got at Sonoma in the last year? So I don't know how many laps we run last year. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Wasn't it last year? I don't think so. Blew up or whatever? Oh, uh, maybe we blew up. Yeah, there. yeah. I, I'm sure that was all. <laughs> oh yeah, because you were drinking beer up there with me. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so true. they yeah, also we're beer. going back to the normal one that we're used to as well. Not the not the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here here's my question. There's so many questions about this. For one, why are we doing it? I don't think there's anywhere that there's such a preferred line. You're going to give up rows to start, especially on the front row. Because the, the the preferred line literally changes the next corner. So, you know, everywhere we go, it's usually a right and then a left or, you know, maybe two rights, but then you have a left at some point quickly. I don't understand why we're doing this. I don't know if the drivers ask for it or if NASCAR just, you know, thinks it's a good idea. But, like, then there comes in the question, where are they putting this choose V at? Because we don't get one to go at the That's line. That's the question. We don't get one to go at the line at any of the road courses. So now are you putting it at the line so we choose the line and then we get one to go and turn seven at Sonoma or the bus stop at Watkins Glen? We don't know that answer. Are you going to put it where we can see it or nope. anybody can see it? 
You're like, not going to be able to see it unless you're at a Roval. Yeah, like, you know, so now we have all this historical data based on what lanes are preferred and what lanes, you know, are better than the other ones, which I don't think you'll have to worry about that at road courses. But, you know, now the spotters have, you know, part of our job is to count these cars and let these guys know where they're going because if you're running, to your point, if you're running 15th, you, the driver's not in there going, all right, looks to me like seven went this way. and seven, Like, they don't know. So now if we can't see it, then maybe our backup guys who haven't done it yet can, can't see it or can see it, but they're not used to calling it. Like, it's just so many – I don't know. I, I just don't understand why we're doing it. Like You're going to bring that IndyCar guy out of retirement and put him where the <laughs> shoes cone is? Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question. How many rule changes did we have over this winter? I mean, a bunch. A but. significant amount of rule changes. How many road courses have we run this year? None. So why are we throwing more rule changes out here? Caitlin Vincey sat on this show, and she said, it's hard to keep up with all the rules. And this is why. Because we're having rule implementations coming at us all the time. And if it's safety-related, I am all for it. But sometimes your bed's made and you got to lay in it. And, and this, this is the frustrating part for me is – why do we constantly have rule changes? It drives me bonkers. Let me ask you this: when, Do they show the shoes on TV? Yes, and they like they have like, their cars going it everywhere. Is, it is yeah. it is zoomed in, and you can see guys literally diving one way or the other. And it's sometimes it's backwards for us because they're driving right at you, and the graphic on the screen is the other way. Yeah, it's opposite of like what's on the inside from what we would think. I mean, that's the way I see it anyway. But it's just it's it's. Leave it alone. Sometimes just leave it alone. I just I thought you're I thought at a road course you're perfectly fine with giving the leader option on what lane he wants to choose. So we're now choosing everywhere. 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 There's nowhere we're not choosing. Correct. Well, maybe that was a thing to do from the start. But yeah. if if that was that's the case, why are we four races in and now you decide we're going to choose when we get to Coda? That's my problem. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, this could be something the drivers wanted. I, I don't know. Well, tell them to f off. <laughs> I definitely I mean, think road courses could the have been left out. The tail can't wag the dog all the time. Yeah, I'll give the tail credit sometime, but not all the time. They're not going to like it when we don't have somebody where they can see the shoes. And because at shoes, it, we might be able to see it at Sonoma. But like Sonoma if, and the Roval, I feel like will be. And but like it's the same point. It's flat. It's going to be in turns. If it's it's at the start finish line, we can't see it at Sonoma. If it's in turn seven, it's super flat over there. I don't know that we can see it. Like. It's just yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, and then they'll be complaining when when it gets messed up or when you're back three rows. And you didn't yeah. mean to be. Hey guys, you got to choose. One thing we don't need to do is run an extra lap to choose at a road course oh, God, where no. it takes 47 minutes to run a caution lap. Yeah. That's one thing they don't need to do. No. So they got to. I think they'll. I have confidence they'll get the procedure right. I think what what your point is. What spotter is going to be where and and can they help? I them think manage that it? the if you know it's still so hard to say it, but like. Maybe it's at the start finish line and we choose there and then go to one to go and maybe the crew chief can see it each time. Is I think we should just add a rule every week from here on just, for the rest just, of the year. Just, just a new one for fun. Yeah, just yeah, one rule. Here hey guys, here's this week's rule. I was listening to I was jumping back and forth between your guys' radio and I heard can you explain like the counting off like when you're coming to the trues? Because I heard like the magic number is nine. Like what is that? Like what does that mean? Damn, it, I don't think it, mine was ever that high. It means <laughs> it means maybe, maybe it was Freddy's nine, but it was nine for sure, probably. <laughs> um, it just kind of means that that's our number of um, basically break even point. There's a lot of times when me and Bubba do so. If there's if we're running thirteenth 
and our number would be six. That just means if six guys go one way, that means six have gone the other way. It's dead even. It's you dead pick which even. Lane you choice. pick lane you want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then there's some tracks where that number gets skewed a little bit by if that if uh, if the top rows two positions better than the bottom row or whatnot, but that that basically it's like a break even number of to know which position. Yeah, like if you heard, you're probably if you're you're probably running 18th if your number is nine. Yeah. Then you have if your if your number is nine, you have lane choice. If you get nine on the bottom, you have lane choice of top or bottom. You're not going to back up a row. And if you're, you know, your numbers, you just kind of figure it out like that. So, At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Let's move on to Reaction Theater. You mean to tell me that Fox can't find somebody better than Danica Patrick to be the third person commentating? I'm sorry. She spent a whole segment of the race talking like the track was in the old configuration. I am so thankful that they're getting Harvick next year because at least he will talk about it in the correct configuration. Plus, Mike Joyce saying the keyboard warrior comment. Quite funny on that one. Have a good one, guys. I think uh, I think there's a place in the sport for Danica, for sure. Um, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it is or where it is or when it is, but I don't, I, I mean, she looked great and there were times where I had it on mute and there were times when I didn't. And the things that I heard her say were totally fine. Like, I, I'm, I mean, you're never going to get a broadcaster. I mean, here's my opinion on broadcasters. I've never tuned into a sporting event because of who was the broadcaster. Not one time in my life, but when I tune into a sporting event, there are some people's voices. I love There are some people's voices. I don't love and there are some some analysts that I like what they say, and there are some I don't. What I don't want the analysts to do is to try to sell me on something. I want you to tell me what's going on, paint the picture, give me the analytics, give me the analysis. You don't have to sell me all the time on how great this is or how great this is going to be. And I, But, I mean, I grew up listening to Ned Jarrett, Benny Parsons, Buddy Baker. I mean, that's – Alan Beswick was my favorite play-by-play guy in my lifetime and I'm and, and still is right so uh, the TV products are different I mean Fox and NBC try to do different things and, and be creative they're competing with each other in some sense and we're all nobody's ever going to tune in and be like man that's the best broadcast I've ever heard in my life that's not what we watch for we watch for the entertainment value of the race um, and I appreciate what everybody does in our sport I mean these people are still sacrificing their time to to, to go up there and do I listen Clint Boy is rich he don't have to work. I mean, he, he's giving his time. Obviously, he's getting paid for it, but he's doing it because he still loves the sport and wants a spot here. Dale Jr., he's even richer than Clint Boyer. I don't know if y'all know that. He's got a little bit. He, I mean, according to Google, he's real rich. 
uh, like rich enough to where he could all give us a million dollars a piece, and he'd still be real, real rich. You think he'll do that? I don't think so. If so, TJ'd be first, and he ain't got his million yet. Or a boat. I can't but, even get a <laughs> boat. <laughs> you can get a third of a boat. But but Dell Jr.'s a guy. He doesn't have to come do this. He Man, I love when he tweets that he's watching this YouTube race from 1982, and I'm like, Why? You're Dale Jr. You could be wherever you want to be in the world doing whatever. It's because he loves it that much, and he wants to be a part of the sport still to this day that much. He's already in Hall of Fame. So I, th- I think we just got to appreciate what we got and know that these guys are working their tails off. And we're, don't, look, again, I don't, I don't ever turn on a sporting event because of who the broadcaster is. Not one time. This is becoming a thing, though, not just in our sport either – in like football, like you watch a football game, half Chris, people. The, Chris Collinsworth drives me bonkers. Yeah, but you got an immediate. That's an immediate mute for but me. You, but he, you know, some people. I like listening to Tony Romo, but I've no. There's people that hate listening to Tony Romo. He makes the game exciting for me. He explains things that's going on. He's like, look, when this coverage is happening, not this is what they're going to look to do right here. Sure enough, there they go. Like he's really smart. So, um, not a football podcast, remember? Yeah, I know. But I'm just. <laughs> But I people give him like they. I'm glad he's a good broadcaster because he sucked as a quarterback. <laughs> it could have been worse. You know, I, I remember seeing Danica do like the SRX stuff. The host, not the SRX stuff. Oh, the like she was hosting and doing interviews like pre-race at the Indy 500. And I thought she really excelled at that because she has a connection with these drivers. She's obviously very personable, and she's been in their position before, whether it's been in an Indy car or a Cup car. You could have her kind of, you know, maybe not like you know. Obviously, we, Michael's got the grid walk, and he's all over the place with that. Um, but. You know, have her sit down and talk to these guys before the race, and they can relate on. You know, they could talk about what's going, what they're looking for that day. But I think she would excel in that role more so than maybe she is doing as a you know an analyst or a commentator in the booth. I think no matter who you put in there, they're going to find whatever they can oh, wrong and blast them about it. That's what that's what it is nowadays. So, what's the point of penalizing Amarola an extra two laps for a mechanical failure, not a loose nut? The rim and the <laughs> rubber came off separately when he hit the wall that doesn't seem like the same thing we've seen before with a negligent pit stop i mean what are you going to do you're going to park a guy for a few weeks who blows an engine you're going to dock points for a drop cylinder what, what are you doing here if, if he's got a loose nut he's got bigger problems i don't so it's a lug nut guy it's not a it's not a nut um <laughs> you just want to say it i just want to point out the fact that it's that was his nuts not uh, loose. It's his, his lug nuts. Uh, that was a very strange deal. It was really strange. Like it was strange for TV too. Was it what it looked like on TV? Because like go, he's driving away from us. All of a sudden, the wheel shoots out of the right front. <laughs> yeah, and the tire's nowhere to be found. And yeah. I'm like, where the f- did the tire? I, I couldn't go? find the tire. I was okay. looking. I'm like, where is this? Well, they tire? show the tire on TV, and they were separated, and it was really weird. I don't know. And then they, but they said that they went back and and vi- watched video that saw the 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 nut the lug nut come off and uh and before the wheel and i don't i listen i don't know anything about that they have video that i'm sure we're not yeah i mean we don't have access if the lug nut comes off first it's definitely a an issue yeah yeah so the penalty for that now is you sit for two laps two laps and it's i I don't know if they do it every time like this so we went from suspended crew chiefs for a month (laughs) to a two lap penalty to a two lap and it's but it's two laps do they do it every time coming to green? Because like this time it was, we're choosing this time the ten down pit. I don't remember it being laps. coming to the green. I know every Martin time. got it this earlier this year, but I don't remember the timing of the penalty. Yeah, um, I don't. But and maybe they were just maybe they were late this time because they were reviewing it. Um, Did a caution come out right after Martin's or something though? I don't remember. Um, Can I tell you my least favorite penalty? Come of on. all the penalties, over all the, of them. over the wall too soon. Nope. 
My least favorite penalty, because I feel like it is completely unfair track to track, is if you fail inspection too many times, and I know what you're going to say, you shouldn't fail inspection too many times, but if you fail inspection too many times and you have to do a pass-through penalty on the start yeah, of the race, the why, why, why do I say that? Because give me a pass-through at Coda, I really don't care. Give me a pass-through at Bristol, my day is done. That rule drives me completely bonkers because it's not the same every time. So what should it be? I don't know, but it ain't that. It ain't fair. Yeah, it is not. Start a, a lap down thing. everywhere. There, there are ways to make it fair. And, and, and to fail too many times, and I realize what you guys are saying, the problem is if you move one thing, it'll make another thing get off in the tech process. And, and those guys have their hands full. And clearly, I'm not the guy that needs to be talking about tech. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not an expert in that area, but that rule drives me bonkers. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, hard to change it per track. I mean, like, leave it uniform. That's my, I mean, you want to add another role then. Basically, yeah. Or, 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 this is the one new rule we're going to add for this week. <laughs> since we, <laughs> well, we got to wait till next week. Too many rules. This week, I want to add new one. rule about choose cones at road Listen, courses. There's, a, there's a new tech? rule this week that I didn't even know about. What is it? Do you know that we have to pit and turn three this week? Uh, where are we going? Atlanta. Atlanta. Pit and turn three. We, yeah, we did that before. What are you talking about? Meaning go down the yellow. On the it's going to be like we did a, that last year too. The commitment line is going to be like Marshall. Yeah, I think it's because of the speeds. We did it last year too. We yeah. Had, so the commitment line was in turn three last year. You had to be on the apron in turn three because I remember telling. Is there an about access it. road? Why am I not? Why can't no, I? No, it's just the apron. You got to use just, apron in three. I don't remember that at all. Me I remember either. talking about that last year. Me either. I don't remember that at all. I think it is new because they were talking about it on the broadcast. I'm telling you, we pulled road. off into three last year. Well, Andrew's going to YouTube it. I'll, I'll, I'll double check. Maybe TJ was just you know, bet. pioneer Let's bet bucks. ahead of his time. Let's bet 100, 100 bucks that we didn't. He's probably the reason <laughs> why there is the change because he did it I last bet year. Yeah. Yeah. Bucks. <laughs> oh. Freddie would have took the bet just for fun. Yeah, I would, uh, <laughs> But I don't remember it either. Anyway. Josh Berry, the real <laughs> deal. Top 10. Way to go, Josh. Hey, Junior, you better get that Cup Series uh, team fired up soon. That's not a good idea. <laughs> What, what do you think? Now, what, 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 what would it cost right now to fire up a cup team? Oh. Since he'd be, well, I mean, you he spend would about save twenty five million dollars if he gave us all a million dollars each. That's how much <laughs> it would cost. It would. I mean, it's going to be. It's probably. What's a charter cost right now? Twenty uh, at least. Maybe that's before you buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for? Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going back and looking. I'm looking it up too. Which one was uh Josh needed a good show, was man. It quick first state four hundred the first race. The, the first week out, um, he struggled, you know, and obviously he had some issues there at the end. But I mean when you've got your teammates literally running first, second, and third and you're nowhere to be seen, I don't care if it's your first race. You're struggling. And and, and it's not like you don't have experience, right? So um, it, a new experience to this car, I get it. But to show up yesterday, he was outside the top twenty for a while. Slowly made gains, and, and to Freddie's I don't think point, he ever lost a lap either. No, he he didn't. Um, he was right on the verge there when AJ and some of them guys lost theirs. But he or Justin Haley and them guys. Uh, but he was he was slowly getting better as the day goes on. And look, we know how good those Hendrick pit crews are. I mean, when you when you're Hendrick driving you you're running 15th you hear the caution come out you probably are like heck yeah this is a good time for me i can get three or four spots here yeah, and alan gustafson did a really good job uh he we had actually just passed him for about i don't know 18th or 19th before the green flag cycle started and the nine was the first car down pit road and he cycled back to where we never saw him again the rest here, the here's day. where life gets hard for a guy like josh perry not hard just tough decisions you're at junior motorsports you're in quality equipment you're winning races you're in the playoffs you're contending to to champion win a championship you don't have any money really tied to your name 
And and it's not that he's got to have family money. It's that he's got to have partners that are attached to him, that love his brand, love what he's doing, and want to move him up to the Cup Series. Otherwise, if he makes that jump to the Cup Series, it's going to be in a C or D-level car. Do you really want to do that? I, I mean, that was the thing about Elliott's career toward the end before he retired. He had opportunities to go get in Cup cars. He didn't want to run want to run twenty second to twenty eighth. He wanted to, he wanted to stay in Xfinity and have a chance to win races, which he did. And, and I always supported him there. I mean, I think it's the right move because. And Josh is at a different spot. He's younger, but man, it's I don't know. I mean, how much fun is and Coyle Joy's having a better year this year? But last year, other than Atlanta. Do you, would you have rather been in Inspire Motorsports Cup cars, Junior Motorsports Xfinity cars? Xfinity. And you see that. It's a perfect example of that right now is John Hunter Nemechek. He was in the front row Cup car, ran pretty well for that car. Had a successful year. But, but not great. He was still a 20th place, 25th place car every week. Now he goes and jumps in the truck series, uh, should you know, contending for championships. He's you know in the Xfinity series now, winning races uh, in the Gibbs car. So you know, I feel like that trajectory was way better for him, and it might find him – you know, if, if a guy like Martin retires this year, who are they going to put in there but John Hunter? You know, like, you know, maybe you're going to take some money from somebody, but if the, the next best option at Toyota Pipeline would be probably John Hunter. So, you know, if you, if you, you know, leave front row, end up going backwards a couple steps, just to been five years later, you're in the 19 car. Like, that's, that's that the right move. thing to do. All right. Who's putting money on it? Cause I've got an answer. I think we've never done that before. Maybe we, I, I could have swore we did, but maybe we didn't. It is, it is new. Okay. And so, but I, so I just sent a tweet to the group chat that you guys can look at. Like the line, the commitment line is on the back straightaway. So it, I think it's definitely different. I'm telling you, we had to be, we couldn't be on the racetrack. Everyone was diving off in turn three. Huh? Look at the tweet. Look at the tweet I just sent you. Anthony Alfredo posted a picture. I'm on, I'm going to look at a green flag pit stop. <laughs> Are you just watching an old race? No, I'm going to go bring it up on the. Yeah. That we never did that. That's where the commitment line uh, is. Holy cow! Let me see. It's it. like Marshall. Is it because of the speed? I think they just don't want us. I think they're trying to prevent a huge wreck coming to pit road because we're packed up. You don't want to pit under green in the old scenario. If you do, it could be a massive. You literally could total every single car on the racetrack. So this makes you slow down down the back and get out of the way. Yeah, this will this will be which this is, is good. Not, you're not peeling off off a of four late. Because we see this, I mean, we see it at Daytona, and Daytona's obviously got a lot more room off of Ford, you know, Daytona Talladega. Oh, for sure, yeah. So now, you know, this is, I mean, it was a disaster last year. Like, we were pitting, like, at Daytona Talladega, you, like, you try to find a group to pit with. We were trying to find when the groups were coming so that we can get the away from them because yeah. you didn't want to be around the groups when they came last year to leave an audio message whenever you'd like just head to anchor.fm slash door bumper clear and click the message icon we'll keep playing the best ones each week this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is time for Ask DBC. Don't forget to send in your questions on Twitter using hashtag AskDBC. Andrew will keep picking the best ones. Uh, this first one is from Jay. 
Are the teams still facing a part shortage with this new car? I noticed that there are still teams bringing only one and maybe two backup cars with them. I, I don't know that it's so much a part shortage as the limited practice. Um, we don't have a, we have 20 minutes of practice now. Most places we had 50 this week. Um, so your time is kind of limited on whether you might not have a you need might for not it. need a backup car. I don't even know. I know we have cars. West Coast is a little bit different, obviously, but like Daytona, we had, I think we had one car on property, one backup car on property, but there was two ready to go at the shop if needed. Um, so you'd have to go back and get them, but it's, you know, with the, with the car allotments, you don't really, you, you need cars at the shop, guys getting them cars ready for, you know, future races. So you don't want to have, you know, if each car's got, each team's got seven cars, you've got four at the racetrack, you know, you don't want, you know, then there's not a lot left back at the shop to work on. So I think it's more to do with, you know, just kind of lack of practice, less opportunity to, to get in trouble with a, a backup car. And then I think each organization has, one like I'm sure we have at least one there each week in case one guy goes down and then Toyota itself probably has I would say three on the property at all times so you know it, it is what it is but I don't think it's a I don't think it's directly related to a park shortage of anything this next one is from Tyler do you think NASCAR would benefit from multiple tire compounds like F1 to help vary the strategies on a day like Phoenix with multiple long green flag runs? What do you guys think? Ah, oh, man, I think that's a. I just. I don't think so. No, I, I think that we saw it. There was an All Star race that gave us like a super soft compound, and you just yeah, you just saved that one for. We the have end. too many pit stops. Yeah, like, Formula One, you stop like once, maybe twice. Yeah, and it's just everybody would do the same thing. You know, yeah. basically, like everybody's going to science it out. Maybe the first race, some guy might pull a fast one, but everybody will have it figured out by then where, you know, you'll give you, up a little bit. I don't bit think they can make enough tires, though. I mean, how do you make that many different compound yeah. tires? I'll tell you how. We have a tire war again. Oof. Bring oh God, don't even get him started Hoosier? on that again. Bring Hoosier back. <clears throat> yeah. Old school nostalgic. Now, that's oh, okay. If, if you wanted to do something, that's what, would, that's what would change something because they would they would be trying to beat each other. You know what I mean? Like, That'd be a good if, thing. If the tire compounds, if Goodyear's making all the tire compounds, there's no competition. There's no reason for a tire to be better than the other. Or, but if you've got a, if you've got Hoosier trying to come in and, and get Joe Gibbs Racing to sign up with them, they're going to give you. Well, who was it? Was it Bodine? Yeah, I feel like it was Jeff, Jeff Bodine. Bodine. It was, and and his car hauled ass. Now he had tire troubles pretty often. He hit hard but, sometimes, <laughs> but <laughs> he hauled ass when he was on them tires. So I mean, it would be interesting to see. It's never going to happen. But Goodyear's selling a million dollars plus of tires a weekend. They ain't giving that up. They're going to keep paying NASCAR to have it exclusive. But that sure would be fun. It would be. We have a third SDBC question, and this was probably the most asked that I saw on social media. They want to know what your guys' thoughts are on Denny Hamlin versus Ross Chastain in the last lap. Denny's great. What do you mean? <laughs> All right, move on. Take us through what happened there. I, I mean, I, <laughs> wow, that's so, pretty obvious what I saw uh, happen, but I mean. I saw well, late, re, late race restart. I looked up and I saw, you know, we were racing, so I was we were bottom of like 17 in the middle of one and two. And uh, I saw the 11 and the one on the fence. And then I saw the 11 trying to wreck the one down the entire back straightaway. And I just assumed, oh, sh here they go again. <laughs> Ross must have got on his door or something and caused that wreck, and that's why Denny's pissed off. And then I got on the airplane, <laughs> and I seen some of the replays that were <laughs> being shown, and it appeared to me like um, uh, Denny just kind of ran Ross into the fence and then 
proceeded to run in the back of him three or four times down the back stretch trying to wreck him. So I don't know if I don't know if something happened before that or if this is dates I think back to last, happened last year, year. Yeah. or you know it's just I mean I don't think it was intentional. Looked a little bit intentional, but it was he just literally I, I was like oh, he must have got on his door. And then we watch there's a really good replay from Harvick's in car. Oh of them yeah. going in the corner and Ross really couldn't be any higher on the racetrack. Yeah. And then he just kind of squeezes him in the face. He went up. He went up and got him. Yeah. Like well you said. TJ said that Ross said, I ain't going to do nothing. Yeah, but I mean, that's still like, De- they were both, like, Denny was was going to have a good if run. If that was a retaliation, <laughs> if that was intentional, that was not, no, Denny, you, you are a- great. Please did, keep did signing anything- my paychecks, but that did not work. <laughs> did anything happen before that point, though? I don't, not that I, saw. I don't think so. Not that I saw. I mean, saw. last year. <laughs> I mean, besides that, yeah. It's just like, if you're going to do that, like, Denny was going to run top five to seven, I think. That's He's going to be a single digits. Day. Single digits, probably. And then you ended up, I think, 20-something 20 20 because Ooh. of that. Yeah, that definitely wasn't intentional. I'd be curious. The action's detrimental is recording right now, so I'd be curious be to see what his thoughts he, are. You should text him. Make sure you talk about that. Yeah. Oh, he'll talk. He's <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he FaceTime him, man. I'd FaceTime Dell Jr. if it was him. <laughs> <laughs> We've been telling you for years now that RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's go-to store for the latest and greatest officially licensed NASCAR merchandise. Freddie, did you see that minutes after William Byron won the cup race in Phoenix, RacingUSA.com was already taking pre-orders for the race win diecast and t-shirt. You can't get faster than that. Byron already has two race win diecasts, man. The field really has some catching up to do. Fans, RacingUSA.com is truly unique. Every product they sell is discounted every day, and you're guaranteed the lowest pre-order prices. Plus, their in-stock orders are shipped the very next business day, and you can select from a wide assortment of the newest, officially licensed diecast apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers, many of which are exclusive to RacingUSA.com. So, whenever you want a new hat, t-shirt, die-cast, helmet, or novelty to support your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, Google's top-rated store for NASCAR merchandise. And guess what? I got a secret. You guys remember last year how many we, uh, I mean, die-casts we sold, over a thousand die-casts. We did that in less than two weeks. Well, all I'm going to say is make sure you listen next week to hear about another exciting die-cast Door Bumper Clear program. I don't even know if y'all know about it. Are you serious? That's what. That's where you're going to leave this off at? Yeah, that's, that's a, what I'm going to do. That's a tease. I know. That's the first time I've ever been called a tease. <laughs> well, this is a great segue into What an Idiot. What an idiot. Freddie, who you got? Uh, let these guys go first because I got a list. Oh, joy. Brett. What an idiot. It's the uh, guy that threw the fire extinguisher <laughs> at that late model car after he ran all the way across the racetrack and could have gotten run over. That guy is – he may win what an idiot for the year. You don't run across a, a racetrack. Who was it? Was it Boris? I don't know. It, it was like an idiot. Boris's yeah, car. I think so. Yerkovic? Yeah. I, uh, the Arca race was very entertaining. Oh, God. I'm glad I didn't is it spot over it. Yeah. Oh my! It was the longest. I mean, you're, so you're spotting long. Arca. No, I didn't. I was on, I was watching it, but oh. I even almost turned it off because it was so Josh long. Josh Williams, we were out on that was Friday night, right? Yeah, so we're out. Right, I'm at a bar yeah. or at dinner. Yeah. So Josh is with like watching a restart. They all wreck on a restart or something. Oh yeah. For, they all wreck every lap. Week. So then I don't know. It was we had moved on to like a different bar or something, and I had said to somebody I was like. 
who this is an hour and a half, two hours later, it felt like. I was like, who won the Arca race earlier? They're like, hold on, there's a green white checker getting ready to happen, right? And I was like, are you me? They're still going? Like, dude. So a 500 lapper? It was forever. But, but I so mean, was Daytona. <clears throat> I feel like every Arca every race. Every Arca these race days. is pretty much the same. I got to go to the, the um, was it 25? Oh, yeah. That's just, yeah. Connor, yeah. Connor so they're having a pretty good race for the lead. And this guy, and this kid in the 25 comes in there and just, I mean, KOs. All the leaders. Is that the one, one who wrecked Jack Jesse? Wood. Jesse? Yeah, Love. he got Jack. Yeah. And I, Jack he Wood was driving. Jack Wood, he so. was driving oh. a great race. Jesse Love. They were having a great race. I mean, it was fun to watch. And then this bowling ball comes in there and <laughs> <laughs> just cleans him out. Worse than Freddie in the Xfinity race. Wow. It was terrible. Oh, all right. Freddie, what's your Here list? we go. It's a couple honorable mentions. Uh, first honorable mention, Mr. This Brick. is your favorite part. Mr. Brett Griffin for picking the same driver two weeks in a row in our in our TBC. Picks. I heard I did that. Good job. Second honorable mention, Chris is Lambert. Is there a penalty for that? Chris Lambert left, got to the uh, airport, got home last week, had no car keys. Had a, He went through a two-day ordeal of getting his car towed, and, and his car keys were in his eyeglasses case the whole time. Um, good job. Lambert had his keys the whole time? <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, uh, then I saw the one guy. Uh, this is still not the, the one of the week, but uh, Gr Smith. Did you see this guy under yellow? The dirt race just destroyed his race oh car. Oh my gosh! Guy. I did. Did you see that? Did you see that one? Uh-uh. Like he literally just they they got racing on a restart and then they they yeah. kind of ran each other over. <clears throat> well, the guy I, got a flat tire and he he went into the other guy and then he no 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 that wasn't that race. No was no it? that was just these they just got a racing and then all the yellow came out and they just the guy literally destroyed his race car just running yeah. into the back of the. Guy. He didn't like the slide job the guy yeah. pulled on him because it was pretty close and he literally went after him like four times. I mean, ram it, but. Like, I do have to. My one idiot of the week is whoever is running the Hickory Motor Speedway right now, because they run. If you're not familiar with Hickory Motor Speedway, one of my favorite short tracks, one of the oldest short tracks in the country, super super deep legacy out there. Um, they run twin forties or twin thirty features. I think it's twin forties, and uh, they had an incident early in the race. Landon Huffman was the one that kind of brought it to my attention with his blog. If you if you want to go check him out on YouTube, but. Uh, they, he was one of the guys that crashed. Doug Barnes, another one. Uh, there's a couple other guys. I think they crashed early in the first race. Well, they thrashed all race, you know, all night now to get whatever's going on between them two races to get their cars back together. They get their car back together and they get lined up on the grid. And when they the officials come to them and say, uh, "By the way, you guys can't gain any positions here um, because you did not run enough laps in the first race." They run the same tires both races, I assume. Uh, you didn't run enough laps in the first race. So you're technically disqualified from this race because you didn't run 20 laps. You can start and park, basically, but you can't run the whole race. Now, the state of short track racing in this world right now, we need all the cars we can get. So when you start turning away guys, like, I don't understand. And and to Landon's point, like, this was not something – there's not a written rule about this. Yeah. This is not something that was covered in the driver's meeting. Um so you know, and this guy still just he. I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm gonna keep going straight. Yeah. <laughs> so like Landon's point was, there's no, there's no written rule about this. There's not brought up in the drivers' meeting. The first time these guys heard about it was in in this scenario, and so like I don't understand. Like if that, I get it. I know why that's a rule because these guys would dominate the second race if they had three laps on their tires and everybody else had forty. Um, but there has to be something in place where either stop running these twin races. Or you have to have tires there. They, I, I want to say it's their limited class there. Have to run old tires. They put them in a, in a trailer there, and they go in and pick. They get like a lottery system, yeah. and they get old used tires to, to run on their features every night. 
to save money. So, like, just have them tires available for these guys to put on, but you can't send guys home because they got wrecked and happened to finish their, uh, fix their car for the second race. So I don't know, I don't know whose idea that was, but there's something got to be addressed there because these guys, like, Landon's running for points there, I assume, and, and you know, you just took a race away from him essentially because – he got wrecked in the first race early. You know, it's not it's that wasn't really his fault, I would assume. I maybe he might knowing Landon's pretty good chance he probably caused the wreck. But um <laughs> it's you know, that whole deal there, I just don't I hate that. I think it's pretty dumb if to turn away guys, especially guys that you're the Landon was the champion there last year. You're the guy that supported your racetrack all year last year, and now the second week out I think it is, you're telling him he can't run. Uh, I, I think that's pretty dumb. Shout out to uh, the other Landon Huffman, Landon S. Huffman, Shane's boy. I think that was his second race over there, second or third race, and he won. Nice. So uh, that was a pretty good deal for him. Cool. Is, is that your list? I think I'm done. <laughs> Please, dear God, let it be the end. It's like Tim Fito in that spotter's meeting when Tim wouldn't stop asking stop questions. questions. Freddie's what an idiot. It was like 22 minutes long. <laughs> Well, there's a bunch of them. Can be, he can be his own segment of what an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot for being so long-winded. <laughs> Let's move on to DBC picks, and I'm a little bitter about this one. But TJ took home the win in a close battle in Phoenix. Larson finished fourth. Um, my pick, Harvick, finished fifth. And Freddie's pick, Briscoe, finished seventh. Brett, I think you should be DQ'd for like the next three races. I'll personally. pick Logano again. If yeah, you I was going to say, you should just pick Logano. Go ride Logano uh, all the way. This is a good strategy. Brett's saving picks here. Uh, Brett, <laughs> who would you like to pick for Atlanta? I'll Let's take Corey LaJoy. Damn it. Technically speaking, I got to pick. I had to pick last one. Oh, I was got disqualified. So did I. Saying. I don't care if y'all don't pick. I don't Actually, yeah, you should pick last. Um, Freddie, go for it. Brett's got LaJoy. No, he doesn't. I'm. Nope. Wait. Are we, is that the rule? Yeah, he Andrew, picked what Andrew happened last to, year. Actually, Andrew we gets all, to make we the had to, We got to pick last Andrew, we got DQ'd. Yeah, I think, oh, I think but, if but you're, you're DQ'd, the new commissioner, you, Andrew, you no, get to pick. Can, if you're DQ'd, you nope. pick last. Hold on. I want to be con, I want to be consistent. You guys are talking about Thank consistent you. people, you know, Just in the because booth. he's new doesn't mean you Little get to take I didn't say he was new. I said, I said Andrew is the commissioner. Andrew gets to pick. Oh, Ben's saying you have to pick last, Brett. Ben's not the f***ing commissioner. You are. Ben. Well, Andrew just made a decision. Yeah, I so. just made the f-ing call. Oh, is what, what's yeah. your call? Thank you. Yeah. And he has to leave himself out. Yeah. Freddie, yeah. who are you taking? I will take Ryan Priest. I mean, there's better. You want to win, so. Yeah, I'll take Ryan Priest. Just to piss Brett off, I'm taking LaJoy. That don't piss me off. Oh, okay. He baited you right into that. TJ, I was going to pick him anyways. TJ. I'll take Priest. Josh Perry. What? Nothing. Is he in the race? Yes. What? Well, they haven't announced it. I don't. They don't Are the picks any. locked in? Does that mean TJ's disqualified for picking the same guy? Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you pick Priest? Wait, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> TJ just picked Priest. Why'd you tell him? Where's he at? Um, TJ hasn't picked Priest before. No, no, no I Freddie just picked, just picked him. him. Oh, oh, never mind. I but uh, listen, you can have him. Wait, who'd you pick? You, pick you can have Priest. Oh yeah, both listen. of you guys pick Priest. You can have him. I don't want him. I didn't even listen. I got I got another track. I All right. I mean, I'll at. pick somebody else. No, you can care. you can keep Priest. I'll uh, <laughs> I will switch. No, I'll f- switch to Justin Haley. Y'all got this all f- up today. I'm gonna switch to Haley. Andrew, you fired well, as a commissioner. You screwed it up last week, so <laughs> you're fired as. I can't even believe screw I, it up by picking the same person two weeks in a row. I didn't screw it up for you. <clears throat> all right. Anyways, heading to Atlanta this weekend. What can we expect? Andrew just told us that it was about three years ago that the whole COVID thing hit, and. Uh, Hard to forget that day. I will never forget that oh day. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'd, obviously, like, I'd like to forget that. We'd heard all the COVID buzz, and 
we went to the racetrack thinking that we had a full weekend Did of racing you get going. There? Yeah, the cars were already there. The haulers were obviously already there. We went to Concord and we got on the airplane and we flew down. And when we landed, they said, hold on, don't go anywhere. There's a lot of talks going on as to what we're going to do for the schedule. And they essentially came and said, we're going to qualify and race all in the same day on Sunday. And we're going to go home after that. So you guys unload, go to the hotel, hang out. We'll, we'll keep you updated. Get to the hotel, check in. Literally, don't even put my bag down yet and open it up. And my, I get a message, come back to the airplane, we're going home, the race is canceled. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, we're all already here. The cars are hard, or not all of us are already there, but the cars are there. Most, some of us were there. And we're not going to just go race at, at the racetrack. Like, we can't, we can't pull this off. What well, official, I think they, there was word that an official or somebody had gotten to the track from the truck series tech or something like that. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And Did you get there? No, we were, uh, we were loaded on the plane. We was- were... I was sitting in Statesville on the plane. Yeah, we were too. So I turned out, came home, and took the next ten weeks off. It was ten weeks, right? It was. Yeah. It was a while. Yeah, it was a long time. We were the first sport back, and uh, so man, I'll never forget Atlanta being like that. But obviously, Atlanta Motor Speedway, five hundred and fifty horsepower package. It'll look like a two by two uh, plate race. Um, I guess you call it a plate race. Old Scott, obviously not a plate race, but it's going to look like that. Uh, really tough to get more than two wide, and yeah. and. and and, but yeah. but I mean you, yeah this is a good chance for some of these underdogs to to come out and make a name for themselves. It'll be interesting to see too. Listen, this is this place wears fast, and w- will that have an effect? You know, like we saw Atlanta in years past, like that was just one of our best tire wear racetracks we had. It'd be cool if it, this place started wearing it's, out. It's going to start like it's at some point you're going to start seeing tire wear and, and it'd be harder to run side by side. So it'll be interesting to see if that's this one or not. You know, obviously the package is going to lend itself to side by side. So you're racing. saying handling might come into play. It might. You know, it's it, it's eventually at Atlanta. It's going to. It's just a matter of when. This is also the the um, anniversary of the replacements race that we had. Yeah. Which what? kicked off the sim racing world. Oh. The high racing race. Yeah. Me, we were so bored. Kevin's like Kevin Hamlin called me. He's like, we should host a race. So we did. Well, if you're headed to Atlanta this weekend, be sure to say hi to us all. It'll be freezing and raining. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Shout out to Tyler Reddick for last week getting, what, third? This week he'll be in the Xfinity 10G car, who's a partner of Dirty Mo Media. So Felt like yesterday, man, Tyler didn't get the TV time he deserved. He ran top five all day. He ran a really good race. I'm surprised by that. But, uh, and I mean, that's his first race he's really put together this year. He obviously needs it. And typical Tyler, I thought he did a really good job. And I get get on the plane and he's mad because his interview, he he felt he was defeated. His last restart wasn't good. You can see his last restart, he gets gapped pretty good. He was fourth. And, but I mean, off of two, he's pushed. I don't know. He was never going to be able to go anywhere because he was always going to be boxed in. So I don't know what he thought he could have done. Obviously, the restart could have been better. But even if the restart was better, I don't think anything would have really changed. So good job by him. He's an idiot. He's another what an idiot, by the way, this <laughs> week. Him, Tim Duggar last week was a what an idiot for me. Like, we got, there's a list. Yeah. Well, hey, you guys our- tune in. It'll be fun. I'm, I'm excited about watching this race. It's, it's Tim Duggar and uh, Drew Parker are having a little. We're going to have a. What are they having? They, they want to race each other. Oh. In something real. Like in a real car? Oh, yeah. So. Where are we going to do this at? Yeah, when is this? It's in, the, it's in the process. They might talk about it. On, uh, Both of these guys are country music singers. Yeah, and we have a league together, and those two. <laughs> I think Drew Parker tours with uh, Luke Combs some. He does. I know he's wrote, co-wrote a couple songs with him. I think that's why Duggar's mad at him. Oh. He wants to... <laughs> um, so it's Duggar's ego. 
is what's hurt. It's something. Yeah. I mean, it's something going on there. It's been really, really, really entertaining. So I yeah. Duggar, Duggar just dropped a new music video last week. Yeah. Uh, buy a bar, which I could I could buy anything about buying in a bar. <laughs> you a do not need to own a bar. <laughs> no, not a. I think it's buy the bar. You know, it's just. Eh. We buy the bar everywhere we, buy we go. The bar everywhere we go. It's like Freddie. By the way, I think this was on a Dirty Mo Live, like oh over the off season. Your idea of a bar being named the gym. Is genius. I thought it was great. I don't know. Call it like the I'm, grocery store. I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Mm. The bar, the gym, uh, the the gym, and someplace else for my church. two favorite bars. Call it church. church. Church, yeah. Is a good one. Yeah. Where are you going? Someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> or like a, like a meeting at work or something. My buddy's like that. name is Dave. Dog uh, treat Dave. Dog treat Dave. No, this is a different oh. Dave, oh. and he wants to name a bar Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what if, what if somebody else was one up next to him Sunday? <laughs> It'd be a problem. What's old Dog Tree Dave up to? You? I don't know, man. I don't ever see I him. I text every uh, week from He's running around watching kids play lacrosse, I think. But. All right. We have officially lost control of this show, That's so right. we're going to close it out. We are? Thank you all Why? for listening. What if we want to stay? Yeah, what if uh, we want to stay? By all means, yeah. I'm leaving. Okay. See you later. Well, you weren't even uh, here on so time. So you want to go to Big Al Saturday night or Sunday night? Uh, maybe. Can, can oh, Coming home oh, from Spartanburg. Oh, oh, no, you're gone, oh, Casey. Oh, now you want to talk. You're not here anymore. Uh, Sorry. We're officially closing this show. I'm Mill leaving. Millbridge is back. If y'all are in the uh, Charlotte so anybody, area, uh, <laughs> come out, say hi. We're there. Do you want to say congratulations to anybody before we leave? Chad's team won this weekend in the junior sprint. And shout out to Jade Avedisian. We miss her a lot at CBI, but she got a one oh third win this weekend, so we're very proud of her. Cool. Have a great week. Have fun, Atlanta. Holla. See ya. This bit of badassery. You're listening to Dirty Mode Radio. The Dale Jr. download was made by Dirty Mode Media. Dirty Mode.